Hello and welcome to the Court Games LCG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the glorious Hottie Magistrate. I am not letting Trevor steal that again from me. Uh, I am Zar Agus, and with me I have my co-host, Trevor. Uh, well, I'm tra- why do I introduce myself? You just introduced me <laughs> for myself. Alright, I guess uh, my reputation precedes me today. Um, but he knows... Like, oh, that was about to be a low-key bird. I was about to say, you know whose reputation does not uh, precede him? Our guest, <laughs> which is a lie because he comes from the prestigious Last Province uh, podcast, which is head and shoulders <laughs> way above ours. Uh, Dan, introduce yourself. <laughs> well, greetings. I'm uh, Daniel Tickle. I'm one of the, uh, the, one of the three uh, hosts of the Last Province podcast. Uh, where we talk about lore-related stuff, and we're really bad at the card game. <laughs> what? You guys are amazing at the cards. You said you were bad. I here. Okay, uh, here's the thing. I I I I used. To, I remember you said you went. You guys went to Gen Con last year, right? Or you went to Gen Con two years ago? Uh, so uh, we. I've been to Gen Con every, pretty much every year that I can go to mm-hmm. Gen Con. Uh, you know, so this year is going to be the exception in a long time, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I do go to Gen Con every year. Yeah. See, uh, um, I've been, I've last year, I, I don't remember any judge calls from you, Bobby, or that other guy. I can't remember his name now. Yeah. We, we, we don't ever, I, I never play anything that is so stupid <laughs> that it requires someone to stand up and go, I need a judge. Well, not, not, not since old five R at least. Okay. Glad, uh, glad you clarified that because you did mention something earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, an old five R played an infinite, infinite uh, Oni deck. Uh, it was infinite Oni and infinite She Kill in the same deck, and then after that got banned, I played. I don't mem- remember if, uh, or know if you remember it. The um, I give you my name, Oni Summoner. I rem- uh, I recall it. Yes, yep. Uh, that that is actually probably one of my favorite decks. It was very consistent, and I I actually made the cut at Gen Con that year, and I actually uh, almost made the second cut in Worlds, except for the fact that on my last game I played uh, I was playing against someone who specifically met it against my deck. You know, it's ah. very thematically fitting that today is our Phoenix episode in our series of beginner episodes. Don't and what you is start. Our, Do what not is our, start with what is our, what is our guest episode? The very first thing he says, you know what I like? Summoning freaking Oni. <laughs> you know, just really I'm, puts my wait, wait, joy wait, wait, in my wait, wait, Phoenix wait, heart. Wait, wait. Hey. To be fair, to be fair, our very first guest for this series was Max, and we all know what his handle is, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> The, the the demons are all around us. <laughs> yes, can't blame me on this one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm a diehard Shadowlands person, but in in the absence of there being no Shadowlands, Phoenix is the second closest. <sighs> God, I hate that you're right. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> that they they probably open more scrolls and summon more demons. <laughs> but uh, you know what? <laughs> we did open the first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, of course, Yogo Jinzo did proceed to defect at that point, but hey. Well, technically, he wasn't the first one either. Hmm. This this is card game related. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technically, the first one was opened by a Fox Clan daimyo. Uh, yeah. 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 Technically. Which, which, which uh, lore-wise, who knows? Because they introduced said daimyo back in the fiction again. Maybe he's got that scroll in his sword still. Hmm. Uh. That could be fun. Anyway. One can, one can hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just letting you two gab right now because, you know, we're still in the middle of the apocalypse. There are no updates 
worth mentioning. Well, actually, no. There's nope. two updates worth mentioning. One is happening right this very second as we hit the record button. Uh, Fantasy Flight just released, uh, released something called a missive from the front, which is clan letters for it looks like the lion and the unicorn. Um, what, this just released? It just happened just like three minutes ago as Holy I'm looking for a completely crap. different. Yeah. But it seems missive to be started. The there you go. It seems to be uh, lore related. So th- th- Thank you. Thank you for the notice, because as soon as I get done with this, I'll be recording my podcast, and now we have even more stuff to talk nice. about. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay, um, I, I, I haven't even opened it, but I'm just looking at the sizes here. If you're a member of the Lion Clan, you can find Akoto Zentaro's letter here at 9.5 megabyte. Devotees of the Unicorn will be able to read the letter from Shinjo Yasamoro, oh God, help us, here at 5.7 megabytes. So either uh, Zentaro is just way more verbose than Yasamura, or yeah, <laughs> or or, 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 they're, or they're using Adobe uh, uh, Acrobat to to shrink it down, and it it, it loves uh, having big files. Oh, good God! Uh, Yasamura's letter is one page, and the... Zentaro's letter is oh, way more than one page. <laughs> Well, yeah, Zentaro's letter is two pages long. Two pages. Well, now that we're done comparing page sizes, the <laughs> other uh, piece of news that happened today in the community, uh, London Legion Online has joined forces with the Jagoku Inventational to do the... What are they calling this? It's a race to Jagoku. Uh, which is an invitational tournament where they are sending invites based on how people have done in Discord League, Kotai's, mm-hmm. Jan- uh, Grand Championships, and London League Online, um, and also Worlds, uh, the Worlds, uh, um, the one that uh, Anil does. What's it called? The World Cup. The World Cup. There you go. The World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they are standings right now on the London Legion Online uh, Discord page check it out uh poke around for it we should try to find a discord link to post down there or they should do it <laughs> i mean right now it's only announced to people on the on their discord so which is why i had such a hard time finding it not good advertising Finbar. come back to me <laughs> <laughs> i mean as, as long as the people that that need to know about it know about it who cares about everyone else yeah right? i mean i, I guess it is an invitational, so this is the, the most coolest of the cool kids club. All right. I will either edit this out or keep it in. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find <laughs> out. Okay. This may Who needs editing? This may or may not be a thing. We are very prepared. You know what we are yes. prepared to do today? Talk about Phoenix. So like I said before, we're doing this uh, as people, uh, our loyal listener, the all of one of them, uh, has <laughs> roll call. We have, um, we're doing a series where we're looking at the be- beginner strategies for all the clans. We, at first we talked about just card general basics, and now we're going to go through each clan. We're nearing the end, and rounding up, we're going to talk about Phoenix Clan, which has had a like wavy line of like quality going up and down the years. Right now they're yeah. um I don't know. They well, I was going to say they're pretty bottom tier. However, they also have a new enlightenment deck that's out that's kind of a big boogeyman in the scene. Mm-hmm. So I think the best thing we could do is just talk about Phoenix generally at first. Mm-hmm. 
And then once we wrap that up, then we can kind of explore the Phoenix deck, which we already kind of talked when Dan was on here last time anyway. So we've yeah. already kind of discussed it, but we can touch on it a little bit more. So. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So um, so first, uh, always my first question, uh, Daniel, tell me three things yes. to know when I'm playing Phoenix. Uh, they love... Shugenjas. Uh, well, I was going to say uh, in, in almost every deck you're going to see Shugenja, but that's not entirely true since Bobby plays a Phoenix deck that doesn't have any Shugenja in it. Um, <laughs> um, I, are you, but, are you uh, saying that members of the illustrious Last Province <laughs> podcast make questionable deck building discussions? <laughs> I do not believe uh, you, Mr. Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- so I, I, I would say that they're for the most part, you're generally going to see them uh, pretty heavily on the either the courtier side or the Shugenja side. And it's surprising how often those two will intersect. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's that. Um, let's see. They've got a lot of cheap people. Yes, uh, they they have a lot of cheap people. Uh, one of the decks that I that I try every now and then is one that just throws as many people on the table at the same time as possible, uh, just so they can die. Mm. Um, and uh, they they seem to come up every now and then with a f- with a deck that really skews the meta um, in one way or the other. P- P- it's like it's unexpected, although it really shouldn't be. But it, it kind of is. They they can sometimes get some really big advantages out of stuff from other factions, mm-hmm. especially yeah. things that have the spell keyword. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're um, the, they're basic almost monopoly on the spell archetype of the game. Yeah. Kind of like like their this Phoenix success is tied directly to how good are spells in the game at any given moment. Well, no, it's how good lion spells are in any given moment. <laughs> well, 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 the, the current the current one is all phoenix spells. Yes, so, it is. You know, you can't. No, well, we all know phoenix uh, spells are good, but when we're talking to exploit yeah. other clans, we got to look at their spell pool. And right now, lion lets us put a bird in for two fate. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there is that. I, I will say that at the moment, kind of is my go-to deck. It's. Uh, uh, it's not as consistent, it seems, at the moment as uh, as Tall Lion is, uh, which is Bobby's go-to deck at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, so, but uh, yeah, the 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 bird deck, uh, the the what do you call it? The, either the resurrection deck or the ancestor deck or the le- or the summon the undead bird from the graveyard because I'm a Shadowlands <laughs> player. <deck. laughs> You got to always tie it back to the channel. That's great. Okay, I see how yeah, this, I, 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 I see how this is gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, j- just wait till we get more Shadowlands cards. They'll go into the deck even if they make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, but but yeah. I mean, uh, with uh, with some really big things, uh, Phoenix Phoenix can surprise you. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess like one of the big things, like you know, to, to like when you're talking about playing Phoenix, when you say Phoenix can surprise you, is like it's. It's like always expect the unexpected because Phoenix do have a lot of toys. And just yeah. when you think they don't have that third display of power, guess what? Yeah. They, they really are Man. the Inquisition. <laughs> the Phoenix Inquisition. <laughs> they really do. I mean, yeah. hey, the Osako clan. I mean, the Osako family. Come on, right? Yeah. Although, although we are currently still in the lore side of things, not entirely certain which side of the Osako family falls upon, whether it's late uh, Old 5R or early, early Old 5R, because mm-hmm. apparently they had different themes behind them at that point. Right. So um, we'll see. Um, but... Uh, 
but yeah, it's uh, you know, uh, it, it, uh, with with if also with one of their strongholds being able to play spells again out of the discard uh-huh. pile, especially mm. the things that are really powerful. It's yep. um, I, I, now I, I, I being a completely uncompetitive player, it does seem like in a lot of ways with their people that they have some problems with um, uh, income. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that you've got to, if, if you, if you buy too much, then you don't have enough to play a lot of your cards in your deck. Cause there's a, a lot of the spells cost money to play at least the good ones. A yeah, little bit. Uh, the Phoenix has a pretty good curve because they have some really good, uh, like cheap bodies. Uh, so they can like buy some small people and kind of save money up for either a big spell that consumed by five fires or a really big Shugenja like, um, Tadaka used to be anyway. Uh, and they had, uh, for a while there, they had some real cool money saving tools. Uh, like what's the one? Sorry. Uh, Embrace the void. Yep. Uh, every so, time you, every time fate goes off a character, if they have embraced the void on it, it goes into your pool. Well, actually, once per round because it's an act, it's a reaction. Yeah. So if you play your your cards right, they can generate the money that they need and stuff. But they do generally have enough money for like one big thing. Uh, and if you can, unlike Scorpion, who can just like hoard money and just buy whatever they want to. So if you can like disrupt Scorp- yep. uh, Phoenix's one big thing they're trying to buy, uh, well, they're pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when playing the bird deck, uh, especially against Bobby, who plays Crane all the time, having my actions canceled usually ended it. Yeah, <laughs> darn cranes. It's so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Phoenix is <laughs> dang cranes. Of all the clans, I think Phoenix is the one clan that is really heavily reliant on events. So, mm. um, on one hand, being able to recur those events kind of like makes cancels. You know, but having a cost to, to having to discard a card to recur those events is kind of like makes it, you know, not that great. At the same time, you know, it, also if you paid five fate for consumed by five fires, nothing feels bad than seeing like a counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, fortunately, yep, because uh, the, the, the high glory of Phoenix and also their ability to straighten people kind of whenever they want to, it's very easy for Phoenix to claim the favor as long as uh, Scorpion's not on the board, as long as Soji's not there. Yeah. Uh, and if they have the favor all the time, that means they can play, they can reliably put three centers in their decks to enter the side, like this counter, counter, counter uh, like proxy war to make sure they get yeah. their spells off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my my big problem is that when I'm playing these, I'm playing hyper aggressive. So uh, I'm 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 throwing things at, at at my opponent, and I have a tendency to not hold enough back to grab the favor. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, I I'm I'm hyper hyper aggressive. So it's like eh, yeah, uh, sure. yeah, it is what it is. It's 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 a flaw of mine, but yeah. <laughs> It's, it's the way I play. <laughs> so we talked about it a bit. Uh, what are the, some of the major deck archetypes that are out right now? Mm-hmm. So I know we've got. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Enlightenment, uh, I guess, in a second, mm-hmm. since that's the big boogeyman at the moment. But you've got the uh, the Ancestor deck, which uh, pulls big things from the discard pile, especially the Phoenix Bird. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you've got uh, uh, courtier decks, um, which uh, use enhanced glory um, that I've seen. Um, one of the decks that I played was a mini small bodies deck. It splashed uh, cranes so that it could get four or five 
people on the table at the same time, onto them all, and have them die for lots of honorary return. Right. Oh, using, um, uh, was that, uh, the festivals? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would come across and it's like, I don't, I'm not going to defend at all except have one person back maybe to, to block and not lose honor, but otherwise I'll attack, take, get two honor from, from a ring of air, maybe straighten someone, maybe grab void and, and claim air again with that one particular spell and otherwise honor everyone, let them all die. And then three turns down the line, I'm at 25. Um, I was cons- at that point when I was playing it, cause I haven't used that in a while. I was consistently about a half a turn behind, which is a really annoying spot to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the game would end and I would lose my stronghold at like 22 honor, uh, or 23 honor mm-hmm. consistently. And it's just like, ah, but, uh, yeah, it, um, there's that, uh, you've got the, uh, uh, the, the aggressive deck, which uses spells to pump your people up instead of attachments. You, you use a bunch of, uh, actions and spells to make big people. Mm. Um, so there's that, uh. I, I, I'm. Those are the ones that I generally play. I'm not familiar with all of the different archetypes. Um, anything else that you all think that I should look at? The only thing that comes to mind is the one I've been harping on lately, which is um, it's out of the old box and it's kind of the the um, the high glory deck, except it's using Scorpion Splash to dishonor people. Yeah. And I've mentioned it a few times. Uh, where the, uh, it, the the past deck, passed off deck. Yeah, and what's the card? It's on the back of what's that low level courtier? Oh, um, oh, um, mediator of hostilities. Yeah, the mediator of hostilities. You try to get uh two or three of these out as soon fast as possible. You bid one, you wait because every time that you pass, it draws some cards for each one of the cards that are in play. You build up this huge hand, and then hopefully you can use the cards that are in your hand to um dishonor your opponent out and stuff. Pretty yep. good against. Some, but the clans that are kind of immune to it, so you got your lions, your cranes, uh, they kind of like stomp all over it. So it's a it's a mixed bag. It is. It's um yeah. it's an interesting I mean, it kind of fits into the clan into into the Phoenix clan theme, right? They are yeah. the pacifist. I mean they have a freaking card that called pacifism, right? Um so they, they you know the Phoenix clan pack uh, lore wise anyway they they try to avoid conflict and it's kind of thematic that you know hey Phoenix actually has a win condition uh has a deck whose win condition is basically not attacking and just defending. Mm. Right. So Phoenix opening hand. So we got our opening dynasty flop. We've got our opening conflict flop. What are we looking for in each? So what are we looking for in dynasty? What are we looking for in conflict deck? I'd say a lot of this depends on what deck you're playing. Sure. Uh, I like it. Talking about the enlightenment deck, I'm a, I'm assuming that you're going to be looking for a few of the specific uh, win cards to pop up in your opening hand. Yeah, um, you yeah, kind of do, but you also at the same time, you know, this thing has this deck is on a timer. Mm-hmm. It can't win earlier than than turn two at least. So mm-hmm. at least in the first round, is you, you kind of want to start getting the pieces all in together, but you don't want everything right now at like uh, in your opening hand. What are some of those pieces? Sorry, I think, I think like, you're familiar with the deck. Like you want to see a secluded shrine. You don't mm-hmm. want to see three secluded shrines. Mm-hmm. You want to see a. Um, a know the world. You don't want to see two know the worlds. You don't want to see wholeness of the worlds yet. You don't want to see Aju just yet. You don't want to. So a lot of things is like you kind of want to start seeing maybe like one or two of the pieces, but you don't want to see everything because one. But the one thing you do want to see, one thing you absolutely 
want to try to hard mull for display of power. Display mm. of power is going to, is in Indian light in any Phoenix deck. Honestly, in any Phoenix deck, display of power is your most powerful is probably your most powerful card. Display of power continues to be a problem. Well, for you guys, not for us. <laughs> Um, alternatively, in other deck types, the one I mentioned before, the uh, Mediator of Hostilities Dishonor deck, you obviously look for Mediator of Hostilities. Mediator as, of Hostilities, absolutely. As, as many of those things you can get as early as you can get. And also, this is one of those decks that we were talking about where the first few rounds you're looking for very cheap quitters to try yeah. to save money because you're going to be using uh, a lot of money later on for backhanded compliments, for... Um, uh, Actually, I can't even think of too many expensive cards that they're looking for. No, it's uh, for uh, in in the in the dishonor deck. Still, again, display of power is still a nice thing. You mm. kind of want to see the cheap quarter. You want to see the four yeah. shame. So, if you have to defend, you can at least you know dishonor okay. or bow them. At <laughs> least start pinging them early. Yeah. You know. Uh, so that's uh, so I guess, and then in the standard in the. Um, in the Resurrection Bird, you kind of want to see uh, Know the World. I'm sorry, uh, not Know the World. Walking the Ways. Walking the Ways, and you also kind of want to see Uwona's. Uh, so, um, uh, I actually, I, I don't remember ever putting uh, Walking the Ways in my, my particular uh, bird deck. Really? Um, no, nah, I, I never needed it. It never actually came up. My, my problem was never getting, getting the cards, uh, especially on the first nine cards uh, or... Uh, or more, depending on what what popped up. But now it was it was ne that was never an issue with getting those. I actually generally had a surplus of those at the end of the game. Okay. Um. Uh. So what I so myself, which uh, again being a a a uh, a mediocre player, uh. I, so on the um, dynasty side, I normally look for the the big phoenix to pop up. Yep. Um. Maya Satoshi to pop up. Uh, and then a couple of cheap Shigenja. That way I could buy Maya Satoshi, uh, do a search to shove Maya Satoshi something into the province of the bird is that to get the bird in the discard pile and attack turn one. Nice. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I would that's what I would generally look for. Um, uh, but uh, uh, and then because uh, there was two different two, two different spells that you could you could use to pull off the the uh the combo yeah. with the lion spells so it's like if you got six of those in the deck the likelihood of seeing one in the first nine cards is pretty high yep it's the form of bird which turns your one one psalm scholar into a six six yeah. bird and then there's yeah. actual bird <laughs> yeah and, and and me i i i tended to use two big people in the deck i would use the bird and i would use um a neutral tutori yeah being an being an imperial that's searchable. Okay, okay, and he does I, I, and he does stop, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. does stop. Um, he does. Okay. One okay. thing I have noticed is that the only card that's got universal for Phoenix and all the deck types to get is display of power. There's no reason not to have display of power and to search nope. for that. And the earlier you get it, the better you are. All the other cards, ironically, like there's nothing that they really yeah. want to are, are eager to see early. But most of the cards, like, they just want to collect cards because Phoenix, well, had, off the game plan, is late turn three, early turn four, we're going to start making our final attack. And then it doesn't matter what it is, I'm just going to drop, like, three copies of these major cards or just, like, start hurling cards like I'm Gambit, like, you know, 
just right. chucking things at you. Um, now, um, I guess, uh, well, any here's the thing: any um, any Phoenix deck that runs any amount of Shugenjas is going to have against the waves in it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're running one Shugenja, you're probably running at least three. So mm-hmm. Supernatural Storms going in that deck as well. Sure. Well, that's a perfect example. Uh, Supernatural Storm. A um, I've noticed that not to disparage anyone, but that's the line of the good players versus the bad players. Is the good players mm-hmm. all hold on to the Supernatural Storms until the end of the game? Most people. There's a lot of people I see who will look for early and play early, um, and then their their dice just kind of peters out. I feel very um. I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> Why? Why is it every time I mention like talking about subpar strategies, you always taking it personally, Sar? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but anyway, uh, moving on to uh, individual clan matchups. So, Dan, yeah, let's start with uh, the most painful one, or at the, least painful uh, one in memory. The, uh, Scorpion. Uh, um, no, no, no. Uh, I will talk in alphabetical order. Crab. Okay. <laughs> and we do the actual alphabet, not the L5R alphabet ah. where Crane keeps yes. coming up first for some reason. Yeah, Crab. So yeah, Crabos. Boy. So, um, don't bite Shiba Sakune on the first plant, on the first play. Man, we've mentioned it like a thousand times. That person... It always needs to be mentioned because it'll always happen. Oh boy. Shiba Sakune see Shiba Sakune is the most expensive zero zero person I've ever played. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, anyone that's played Phoenix knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, oh, Shiba Sakune is a yes, she's Princess Pudding Face. She's a five cost for four four with four glory. What imagine yeah, so what happens when you get dishonored. She's a little what? baby champion. She tried. Yes. Uh, yeah, anyway, so when you're playing against Crab, they ha- just remember, because here's the thing, Phoenix surprisingly bleed a lot of honor. Like, it, it, it's absolutely insane how much honor Phoenix bleed, because remember, display of power requires your the, the conflict that you lose to be undefended, <laughs> and that's a one honor loss. And Phoenix also, and most Phoenix deck, loves cards, so a lot of times you're playing cards in conflict, and you're probably bidding five to get those cards. So you okay. can play him in conflict. Well, Crab has this card, you know, called Watch Commanders, sure, and sure. it is the bane of Phoenix's existence. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't play a lot of cards. A card that says every time you play a card, you lose the honor. That's that's not very bueno. No, it's not. It's uh, it's probably the best card to get to play against Phoenix because Phoenix needs to play cards to win conflicts. Well, I, I mean, flat out. Phoenix needs to win play cards doing to play to win conflicts. Okay. Yeah. So so what are some things that we do as Phoenix to try to overcome these big burly crabo enemies? Well, honestly, it's to uh the big thing uh for me anyway when I'm playing against crab is to try to um try to make them spend things early. Maybe I'll spend like one or two cards just so I can get them to do things. Okay. Try to bait, try to bait things. Keep in mind about the Cooney Labs. Like there is abs- if 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 Crab has a bunch of Cooney Labs, there's just no way that you're going to be able to win that matchup because you're just not going to be able to generate the big numbers to surmount that. 
that's why we have things like um uh, a couple a couple of decks I know now are slotting this card called Bustling Academy. Mm-hmm. Bustling Academy lets you shuffle or um lets you ditch cards in um and there's also oh, running um at least the Enlightened deck I know is running Magnificent Lighthouse. Bustling Academy lets you get rid of cards in the province row, either your own or your opponent's. Okay. Uh, Magnificent Lighthouse lets you reorder either your opponent's Dynasty or your opponent's Conflict deck. Okay. So, Seems useful right up until they rebuild what they want. But I, I hear you. What? Well, no, you put the card. You put the labs at the bottom of their deck. Oh, at the bottom. It doesn't go to the graveyard. Okay, well, it, well, that'll work. Well, uh, Aju will send it to the graveyard. Cards like oh. Aju or Bustling Academy will send it to the graveyard, right? Okay. But um, Magnificent Lighthouse will let you put one card at the top, one card in a discard, and one card at the bottom. So it's not the best strategy out there against that, but it's something. <laughs> something is better than nothing. <laughs> something is definitely better than nothing. Um, the other part of it is just like, uh, if, if you're absolutely just um, uh, not able to play cards, maybe just don't defend and hopefully you can get your display of power off. This is the uh, Kung pow enter the fist strategy of i'm bleeding first i'm gonna let you hit me <laughs> until i win <laughs> pretty much it's kind of like how phoenix wins their games anyway anyway so that's pretty much crab um just kind of you got you kind of gotta play a little bit um you gotta you, you gotta you gotta surprise them where their strength is not they're, they're they, they got big military numbers hit them with political numbers you got uh phoenix actually got decent political numbers i was saying yeah, and uh, Pacifism. Yeah. And pacifism is the... Pacify those crabs. Yes. Pacifism is a very good option, seeing as crab traditionally does not have a whole lot, if any, attachment removal. So pacifism... Uh, what's that new with a Peacemaker's Blade? Peacemaker's Blade, um, Stolen Breath, if you want to go that route. Yeah, that's Phoenix, for sure. Or that's Scorpion, Uh, for sure. That's Scorpion. I mean, hey, if if if, if people are splashing Scorpion, why not? (laughs) Um... But yeah, no. Uh, getting them out of conflicts, sending them out of conflicts, having them bow before they can get into conflicts—it's yeah. uh, making them spend resources to move people into conflict. Uh, losing the first, yeah, it, it is. It's um, losing the first couple of battles or losing one or two provinces to crab, like the first two rounds, is not an issue as long as you can, you know, swing back round three and four. I'd say the the. Glory-based Phoenix deck in particular is have an interesting advantage because Crab usually have zero glory. So mm-hmm. all their glory-based things, your haughty magistrates, your your uh, one lady who sends people home. Radiant or Orator. <laughs> Side and Sideso, you can have a whole Crab Armada coming and they're not breaking that province. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, What's the Senpuku Sado? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, the uh, one, the the one thing that, that that has caught me more than once is um, uh, when the opponent's coming across with Hita Kasada and yes. you, you 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 don't defend and you're like display of oh crap I haven't done another action yet <laughs> yeah display of power uh, got canceled <laughs> yep yep uh, so don't do that nope, don't do, <laughs> do something any yeah show up and though I'll take an action to go home yep uh, or 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 you know actually maybe not that because then you're th- then you're there but you know what I mean right. do do. do have something that'll occur, even if you give the opponent force. I get it. I get uh, it. <laughs> so uh, next we have uh, your clan, uh, Trevor. Well, this brain. is something that this is something that Dan should have uh, a bit of experience in. So yeah, he plays. you should have a lot of experience with this. 
and the 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 second year of of uh of playing um at Gen Con uh at the tournament uh i i quit after three rounds where i played crane and then crane and then crane oh, wow. and and then i lost to crane cancel crane cancel and crane cancel i'm like you know what i'm done <laughs> i don't want this anymore i don't want Bobby's to... like what's wrong i'm like yes screw you bobby <laughs> crane's making people rage quit the game i love it yeah. Um, uh, uh, that that being said, I mean, if, if anyone's going to grab the favor, Crane are going to be one of them potentially. So you can't guarantee they're going to keep your censures. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is one of the only ways to. Oh, look, look! Now I can be. Now they can just censor, and that's another way to cancel my actions. Great. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't have guest of guest of honor anymore, which is like the last you know time what? you we don't have to dock that anymore either. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, this matchup did used to like boil down to like guest of honor versus Tadaka a whole lot. That was, but that was a couple years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like Bobby comes out, he plays guest of honor with four fate on him. I'm like, I quit. I'm done. It's like my Phoenix don't have enough force to do anything. Nope. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I can't. No, no actions. Just. Uh, I hate that up person. So I'm glad he's banned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what back when guest of honor was around, the first thing I did when guest of honor came on the board. When I'm when I was able to, because remember you can't play attachment during dynasty phase. When I'm able to, cloud the mind. <laughs> yeah. You always yeah. yeah. Um, here's the thing with um, here's the thing with Phoenix. My first buy if I'm if I'm playing against Crane, my first buy against uh against a Crane player is a Shugenja, if at all possible a Shugenja. Okay. And I am going to try to mull hard for cloud the minds because. Here, uh, Crane has a lot of cards that has um, that has uh, on card abilities. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Crane also has a lot of on card duel uh, uh, on character duels. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to get dueled. Because... You, you guys got Taro Gi. You guys love to duel. Yes, but you guys don't run Shugenjas. Probably fair. You you're, yeah, you guys I... don't run you, Crane. Don't run your Shugenjas. So. No, uh, yeah. I, I, it's it's just it, it more than once to be playing against Bobby. I'm like, oh, there is Kikita explosion in the background, and he's going to yes. duel me, and we're going to go home. Uh, Kikita explosion yeah. is one of those things where it's like is pro- it, it, is a is a primo cloud target for me. Hmm. Yep. Stupid Kaizen. I'm glad you guys, <sighs> you guys brought up cloud because that's something we haven't mentioned before. Is since. Phoenix has so many Shugenja, and they have they run the monopoly on spells. Cloud of the Mind, which is like arguably the most powerful or one of the most powerful Shugenja options, is a pretty big staple in Phoenix decks. Do you guys run three copies of those every deck? Well, I, at this point, because I've lost one of mine, I run two. Oh, <laughs> that'll happen. Hey. I, I lost one of my, I, I lost one of mine in a tournament a long time back. Funny you should mention it. Um, I have a Cloud the Mind that I don't know who it belongs to. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like literally, I'm looking at a cloud of mine in a sleeve, and I don't know who it belongs to. Small <laughs> world. <laughs> anyway, um, but I, 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 I do. Th- if you if you're drawing enough cards to get out early, mm-hmm. I don't know if you need three. Um, but so I generally have a tendency to run two, even if even when I've got my full set scheduled or or that sort of thing. Um. Do do you all ever end up uh, for for? I can't even remember the name of the spell at this point. It is the crab spell, which is Shadowlands, spreading it makes the darkness, you untargetable. Oh yeah, 
There we go. Yes. Yeah, it was in my um, it was in my Phoenix deck when it came out, and Tadaka got hit with it a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, well, it, 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 if if I can't cancel stuff, maybe at least I'll be able to get through, so you can't target me with stuff. Oh yeah, no, he, um, Fate Worse Than Death did not hit that. It did not worry about Fate Worse Than Death the entire time I played that combo. Then yeah. I kept dying to Dishonor, so I stopped uh, playing that combo. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 does that 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 honor loss does have a tendency to hurt a lot more than you'd expect. Yes. Uh, now here's the other thing you gotta remember about playing against Crane. Um, they do have this thing called a steam tea house. So remember, just because they're not splashing dragon does not mean they don't have attachment control. Because yep. we all know our favorite attachment control is let go. <laughs> and there's nothing quite. We we love the like. Oh, I've clouded the mind. Well, I'm just gonna pick it up. Put it back in your hand, and now you're just out a dollar, and you can't cloud anyone else today. It's really well, fun. Well, not my only am I out a dollar, but I can't spend my other dollar to cloud that character again. Yeah. There, there is something I feel <sighs> I should mention as a crane player. Uh, there's one card that finds our way into this uh, into our decks specifically for the Phoenix matchup, and sometimes others, which uh, is uh, above is question. Oh no. Well, the gossip is is around. You should always be aware that Crane could just say gossip and whatever card that it's very obvious that you're playing towards. Gossip can mm -hmm. disrupt your strategy. Gossip actually have a really good way to uh, stop the display, what is it? the uh, display, anything, but also the enlightenment um, yes. combo because that has so many moving parts that Crane can just out counter you. And gossip's a really good one if I can see what you're doing and stuff. Honestly, However, the enlightenment deck, you could just name any one, and we'll talk about it. You can name any one hmm. of three cards and you'll probably stop the combo. Yeah. Uh, but above question is interesting. Now, we don't really play it in general because there's not too many cards in this game in general where I'm going to play a card to target your card to do something. There's a few, and they're powerful, but there's not that many. However, Phoenix loves playing cards to boost themselves, which means I'm going to play a card to target myself and make myself bigger. So yeah. we use the card in a, in a bastardized way of, I'm going to play a buff question on you, Phoenix player, mm -hmm. and now you can't boost your guy up. You can't use your supernatural storms. You can't use your against the waves. Uh, it's a great way to neutralize something, someone. Yeah. So it's something when you're up against Crane, you need to watch out for if you're a Phoenix player. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, not being able to, you, you'd be surprised at how much cards target your own people. When you find out that above question yeah. is on is on one of your characters, yeah. it, it it definitely has felt to me in, in a straight conflict style that Phoenix, in an environment which is so heavily focused on permanent increases through attachments, that the Phoenix's ephemeral bonuses from spells and other events is lacking in some ways. Well, again, it's I th I think it's thematic because you know spells are not swords. You know spells last right. for the event, but I think the boost that Phoenix get is much bigger. Like Supernatural Storm, it could I I've I've had a Supernatural Storm land where it was a plus ten plus ten. That's that's pretty gross. That's big. That's, <laughs> that's that's pretty big, and that was the first one. That was before the second and third one I had in my hand, and the fourth one I did pull out of my graveyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I broke the stronghold. <laughs> I'm going to duel you. <laughs> oh, don't you freaking dare bring that guy up. 
I will say, uh, it's not necessarily relevant to... Well, it was something that was in the best that Phoenix could do prior to the Enlightenment deck. But mm -hmm. if you are playing with the the decks that use Supernatural Storm or something that boosts yourself up, a really good option for your splash card is Policy Debate. Because once yes. you get your numbers very big, it's very easy to bully duel somebody. So it becomes a very strong option in there. Something to mm -hmm. keep in mind there. Yeah. So that's... Um... Crane. That's Crane. Uh, so next we have Dragon. Dagron. Oh, boy. Um, how do we do this without um, devolving to going to time with nobody playing a damn thing? I mean, is that a thing that happens? It, it's very much possible because if you get a, you get a deck like... Uh, because the Dragon deck right now very much wants the other player, to, wants you to attack. Okay. Right? Because their whole plan is to duel you to death, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Phoenix's whole plan right now, and Phoenix actually knows that, and two of their decks does not want to attack either. They actually want you to attack. Yeah, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to like this episode is already like. Well, we're not all the best experts on this thing, but this matchup, particularly for me, is something I have the least amount of insights because my mm -hmm. local meta has. <laughs> Phoenix and Dragon are head and shoulders the least popular clans in my local meta. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's like I play Phoenix most of, a lot, and um, I, 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 Phoenix is probably one of my. I, I know I don't play it as as often as I should, but I do play Phoenix a lot, and um, there is actually a very good uh, Dragon player in my local meta. Um, you guys should know him. Uh, his name is Edward Kim. I've heard of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so he does play a lot of dragon, and um, it's it is a real big um, switch up between me and him a lot of times, right? Okay. Sometimes, like I go, I will just steamroll him, and sometimes he'll steamroll me. It was, it did the matchup did get a lot more tighter when uh, with the errata two against the waves because I used to just bow his Yokuni. Yeah. But now I can't do that anymore. Sucks well, to be me. Well, what um, can you do? Well, what I can do, honestly, is um, display of power is still a thing. Uh, we can, st we are still favored in the, um, in the, uh, in in the in the uh, in the favor race, I guess. So okay. censure is definitely a thing. Just keep, just remember that void fist needs that needs needs uh mitz needs whoever needs to be bigger than whoever they're trying to send home. So, so you're just trying to get bigger than Mitsu? You're just trying to get bigger than whoever they're trying to use that use to yeah. Okay. And it, sometimes you're not you're not you're not able to do it, but they do rely on a lot of attachments, so anything with attachment hates, Mia Mystic is probably still the um the dynasty side attachment hate that we're using uh for Phoenix and of course let goes, just knowing when to judiciously use your Mia Mystics and let goes targeting the uh, things like the dragon tattoo to hawk tattoos and what they like, you know, remember what Alex said, um, the biggest bang for your buck that you can use against dragon is let go. It's uh, not yeah. let go. It's um, it's sealed the dragon. Not hawk tattoo, because by the time hawk no, tattoo hits hawk the tattoo. table, yeah. it's uh, it's already done the job. But everything else yeah. you said is all good. Yeah. I probably I think I meant, only meant, meant to mention dragon tattoo and way of the dragon and yeah. hawk tattoo got swept up in that. <laughs> <laughs> it just spilled out. <laughs> But what were you saying, Dan? Just to, 
I was going to say, ju just play a stupid deck like mine that doesn't care about attacking. It just brings people into play and lets them die because, you know. Yeah, death. the Phoenix Honor deck. <laughs> it, it's, it's the closest I could get to an Honor Rocket is to bring five, six people into play a turn and just let them die. Yeah. <laughs> Have you you've been trying to, you've been playing around with Honor concepts since this new version of the game started. Have you tried the Lion Honor deck, which is actually a legitimate Honor strategy these days? Uh, I haven't, um, just because I, I I haven't really played much of things outside. Well, I, I was going to say that I haven't played things much outside of Phoenix, but I actually did at one of the Gen Cons play a, uh, uh, I guess it would be the uh, an ancestor version of the, no uh, um, no oh, no it was a it was an HMT Lion deck mm. which used the army. Uh, I, I still remember playing against Georgia at one point and, and on the second turn trashing three provinces at the wow. same time uh, in a row. <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, here's, here's a big person he's coming across. Oh, and here's another big person. And he, oh, yeah, you're dead. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I, I love you, Dad. There's finally an otter deck around here. And you're just like, you know what? It's not janky enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, I, I haven't looked at it. Uh, I, I, I truthfully... Due to not being able to leave in months from my apartment here, I haven't looked at a whole lot of uh, of stuff on the site, and also the fact that there hasn't been a lot of product that shipped yeah. out until that's fair. Started to ship out again. I never hear you. I, I haven't been play. I haven't been doing my diligence on Jagoku like I should be. So since we've started this beginner series, my knowledge of the meta has been like slowly slipping, and I'm becoming <laughs> less and less coherent <laughs> about what the game looks like every uh, week. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, so anyway, uh, that was – so while we're all talking about Lion. Yeah. Nice little segue. Um, here's the bad news. Uh, if you're playing Phoenix, I have no clue how to win this matchup. Oh, no. Uh, Tower Lion sucks. Oh, my God. Otter Lion sucks even harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 so so uh, Bobby uh, when we were when we were playing was had uh, he had copied that big tower lion mm -hmm. deck and he's like, this person is a three cost two two with the commander and, and bushy trait and that's all that I want because you know always oh, unique and because that's that's what you need the, those combination of traits to be able to stack them up stupidly yep. and I'm like, and okay. um, <laughs> the only the only way I can actually see if you're if you're playing Phoenix the only way I can see you winning against Lion is to play the Enlightenment deck. <laughs> yeah, yep. Uh, or or hopefully maybe outrace them. But man, I I that was ugh. Wow. It, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I really have no way of winning this because Zentar is going to steal my libraries and really like accelerate their card draw i won't be able to break that province at all because lion um uh they well, can I'm... get their tower is going to get into every single battle and their honor is faster than mine well i feel kind of bad guys i mean like this is for we're trying to give like a good peppy uplifting message for new players is our message against lion just like bend over and like kiss your butt goodbye <laughs> I, I mean okay Fine here's out. the thing you Fine. If, if you're playing against tower line you can try to be you can't try to be judicious with your attachment control right hmm. you gotta uh, the other thing is you can't let lion accelerate their card draw anymore sometimes maybe if you see zentaro out there maybe you gotta ditch that library because because here's the thing, Forgotten Library is not unique. Does 
if if the, if, you're, if the, my opponent is lion and they're doing lion mm-hmm. tower, does a pacifism and or uh, pacifism blade not shut down that thing really hard? Pacifism will shut it down pretty hard mm. if you hit the right tower. Mm. But remember, they can go ahead and create another tower. They have the resources to do that. Sure. Um, I will point out the exact same thing that Dan mentioned on the line episode mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago is the strongest tool in your arsenal, in most Phoenix arsenal, is consumed by five fires. Oh, yeah. So your your big strategy here is try to get the tower to have lower uh, fate, like ping them with void. Um, I know Sphinx has a few other tools to try to get, like siphon some void or some fate off the characters. Try to get them down to five or less, and then drop that consumed on them. Or and then you also have to play the um, what is it, the finger of jade uh, meta, where you have to destroy that thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I when I when I've when I've successfully won against Bobby's towers, it's generally been because of consumed. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's going to be real tricky though, being that. In theory, yes, absolutely. Consumed by five fire is the bane of Linus' existence. Mm. Absolutely. In practice, you will probably not have the same the the fate to play it and survive the game. I, my 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 problem with consumed is always that the turn I would want to play mm-hmm. it, I didn't have enough to bring enough people or do enough stuff and still play consumed. Yeah, okay. or you play consume and then you don't have any. You remember consumed by five by five fire does not get rid of people on the board. They, can, they go away at the fate phase. So if you yeah. play it at the end of the conflict phase, then, well, all the conflicts is done. So you're, okay, so this is, we're, we're preparing for the next round. Or you play it early on, you have no fate to, um, yep. to play anything else. Or if you play it at the end, you have no fate to play it anymore because you have to spend all your fate defending. Ooh. So it is, yes, absolutely. Consumed by Fire Fire is the key to winning. But being able to play it and needing to play it are it's not you're you're not going to be you're not going to be able, you're, okay you're not going to be always you're not going to always be able to play it when you need to play it hmm. this, this whole conversation is an eye opener for me because i was convinced that the end all be all of doom and gloom for phoenix was the scorpion matchup but apparently lions right up there with it <laughs> Lion's right up there. Yeah, Lion is pretty much up there. Because, and it, it it wasn't always this. I'll be honest. It's we started having trouble with Lion with um when their towers start hitting. I think that's when everyone started having trouble with Lion. And now that their honor deck is just much faster than our honor deck, it's just kind of like. And it's also much. It's 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 actually I think faster than the Enlightenment deck also. Okay. So. I'm sorry, Phoenix players. Not only did we lose our Mistress of the Void, but we'll also lose a lot of games to Lion. So, yeah, in competitive card games, there are, like, strong and weak matches up. And I'm, I'm kind of impressed, like, if five episodes in, this is the first time that we've gone, like, well, the our recommendation is get wrecked. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I honestly don't know what to do here because consume... I, Look, we we can display a power all we want, but it's at the end of the day, that province is still broken, and I still yeah. lost an honor, right? Yeah. And they still and, I, and they're still and they and they still broke an honor. They still broke a province. We do have a situation like the elephant in the room that we keep mentioning back and forth is so you know, one of the reasons why we keep talking around like oh well, we, Phoenix kind of has this deck and this deck and this deck is none of this deck since the great 
purging on Christmas in 2019. Oh, my God. Uh, where, like, almost, like, 80% of the band slash restricted updates were Phoenix was cards. Phoenix. It was so like the, Phoenix got four cards on a restricted list, on the, the, the band list. The backbone of Phoenix just got ripped out. They don't have anything to really fill that void very well. So they're on one hand, they're at the bottom of the meta. Caveat, giant caveat, except for the this recent Enlightenment deck, deck <laughs> which is like super eight, like busted tier uh, to it, the point where we were we're not surprised if it might get like banned very soon. Despite the fact that we don't have any official tournaments going on right now mm-hmm. it's the, we like i think uh the next rules update is supposed to be next month yeah um may not happen because we haven't actually had any tournaments to pull any data from and stuff mm-hmm. that said this thing might get on that list it's but... um i mean only one card needs to get on that list and it'll kill the deck Enlightenment will need to get on that on the restricted <laughs> list. Enlightenment well, really is the card that well, needs that'll to get on do it. it but yeah. I still like the idea I, of Enlightenment I, existing. But I, 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 I think if you just change the ruling that that swapping requires that both move to the opposite location, well, it, uh, would probably drastically okay. It, that it as is. Well. It is. It's actually a timing thing, and I can go over the rules when we get to it. But um, let's just go move on for now, and let's talk about the mirror. Yeah. What do you do in the mirror? And this is- oh, well, at least at least this way you are guaranteed to have a Phoenix win. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some silver lining. Yes. <laughs> but okay, so I guess in Them the mirror, black scrolls you- are being opened one way or another. Pretty much. <laughs> the Phoenix mirror, here's the thing with the thing to keep in mind with the Phoenix mirror is to look at the um you can identify decks pretty much based off uh, stronghold and roll. Mm-hmm. Right, because um, the uh, the 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 Necro Bird deck, the Echo Bird deck, has to be yep. an air roll, and it has to run, yep. and it needs to run out of Kunisawa. Mm-hmm. Right, it can't run out of Glory Box, but it's probably most efficient out of Kunisawa. Okay. Uh, the all the other decks are probably running out of the Glory Box, but they do have different roles. Your uh, the dishonor is probably going to be keeper air because it, keeper air have um, is probably running um, things like backhanded compliments as well as uh, mark of shames. Uh, the enlightenment deck here, if I can actually find seeker of earth, seeker of earth. The enlightenment deck is running seeker of earth. Looking at that, looking at the roll and looking at the stronghold, you can identify what the um, what the uh, what the deck's running and the dishonor deck. It wants to attack a lot, so go ahead. It want, doesn't like attacking, so you gotta kind of like. Attack it and then assassinate their two cost, uh, you know, mediator of hostilities or neutralize their mediator of hostilities in one way or another. So basically, mm-hmm. you don't want them to get their card draw. You want to get the card draw. You don't want them to get any cards. The enlightenment deck is you got to shut down one of your combo pieces. Um, if you see uh, things like uh, seclude ancest- uh, secluded shrines, you kind of want to attack that province first. And then the uh, the Echo Bird deck is just to outdo them or to neutralize the bird in some way. With the Ancestor deck, um, don't uh, uh, do not have your first thought be I'm going to attack and then throw that bird into the discard pile because uh, it works it, it it frequently better from the discard pile than it does from playing it by from the provinces. Yeah. So you know, well the bird costs six if you play it from the provinces. 
It costs two yeah. if you dig it out of the discard pile. Yeah, we used to call it Charge yeah. Bird, except Charge is banned now, so... It, it, the yeah, bird yeah. used to cost one. Let's get it straight. The bird used to cost one. <laughs> no, no one has ever paid full cost for that bird except for Sal. No, no, I, yeah, no, I have. I have. I have. I have. Oh god. There uh, is yeah, no it, Phoenix. Like... There is no Phoenix player on this earth that has not paid full price for the fee, for the bird, because we've it's like, all... oh, I, I, I've got. I've got nothing but but holdings in my... Sh- oh, and there's a bird. And a bird. I might as well pay six for the bird. Or we have 24 fate, and we don't know what to do with it. You know, in interest of fairness, um, in the old game, uh, Doji Domatai cost like 16 gold, and all she ever did, did was give me four honor and then immediately die. Yeah. If you want something big, you got the old um, Sutirana Oni, and uh, let's go ahead and, uh, as an action, kill something, as another action, kill something, as another action, kill something, and I'll come back from the dead. Sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, it was like a 16-4 personality or something like that. I am so. <laughs> not looking forward to Shadowlands being back in this game. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I was talking with, with, uh, with the other guys, and I'm like, you know what? What I really want to see is when Shadowlands comes back, I'd like to see them not introduced as another clan. I'd like to see them introduced as a, um, as a role uh, so that you could, you could have Shadowlands and not necessarily have to worry about balancing it like what killed the faction in the old game. Uh, especially if we can have Shadowlands added to Phoenix. That, it makes them better, right? No! Phoenix, is always, Phoenix has always been better with Taint. No! <laughs> No. Yeah, well, at least, at least, at least in the old uh, in the old game, they're always better with taint. No. I like, I like how some clans just have these reputations that they would just never live down from. <laughs> the the phoenix slowly destroying everything around them by opening black scrolls and like, oh, everything's gotten so bad. How do we fix this? Let's open more black scrolls. See if that fixes things. Okay. <laughs> The, the, the problem is that in the, in the old game, frequently by adding corruption to the deck, it made the deck better. It made the deck so much better. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, I, I, did, did we, did, is there anything else that you all would suggest with the Phoenix mirror match? Uh, yes, the Phoenix mirror match is um, just remem- remember, display. You, both of you have display of power. Have you walked uh, unless a... you see another unless you see another restricted card? Yeah. Well, display of power is not restricted, which is a mistake. Uh, ah, okay. No, it's not a mistake. Display of power costs too much. It costs two fate, an honor, a province. Oh, okay. Now we're just getting crazy talk here. <laughs> two fate, an honor. You're okay, you're going to tell me two fate, one honor, and a province is not expensive. I want you to, to hop online and ask the community if they think that display of power is overcosted I, I mean, and did nothing wrong. I want you if, to tell me the responses you get. I, if 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 you're gonna lose the province anyway, might as well get some of that. Yeah, out of it. I mean, True. Sh- sure, but anyway, and, so, let's so, talk to the <laughs> other bane of Phoenix's existence. I, I feel bad about this because so far this episode has been a lot of like, "What do you do with this matchup?" I don't know. To oh god, it's not looking good, and now we're on the matchup that is so lopsidedly not in Phoenix's favor that it's practically a <sighs> meme of itself. Like this is like yeah. the complete antithesis of the of the clan and basically single-handedly destroyed like 50 percent of the cards because glory because glory is for some reason we have remember oh my god glory glory works two ways if you're honored you take your glory stat and you add it to your stats 
Uh, mm-hmm. If you're Dishonored, you take that glory number and you reduce it from your stats. And yes. Phoenix has, by far, the highest glory. The Even higher than Phoenix. The or, highest. Uh, Scorpion loves giving out Dishonored tokens. <laughs> hmm and here's and here's what crane doesn't uh scorpion crane doesn't have problem with scorpion because they can self-honor mm-hmm. phoenix our self-honoring card requires us to bow a shugenja <laughs> i would be remiss that keep in mind our our shogun as right now who won worlds last year it was a phoenix versus scorpion matchup so it is possible it's absolutely said, possible all those cards that he used are now completely dead. <laughs> completely. So, <laughs> so, 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 what you're saying is that in order to win the matchup, you've got to be a world class player who can win everything. Yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and play and play with the most buster card ever printed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, t- I'll tell you, um, Scor- So we don't have a scorpion player at the store because we don't have a lot of people in our local area that play off of art. It's mainly me and the guys, mm-hmm. and that's for the most part. It unless we can convince other people to borrow one of our decks and play. Um. The one specific um, drop bear scorpion ninja that cancels spells and puts a body into play for free oh. is a bane of my existence. Oh, Kikyo. Yeah, Yogo Kikyo. Um, there's a lot. There's, there's. Okay, let's let's put it this way. There's like every card in the scorpion deck is a card you gotta watch out for when you're playing Phoenix. <laughs> um, uh, the, the the problem is she she generally shows up in George's unicorn decks. Yeah. Yeah, I, you can't you can't really play, um, you can't really play the standard game at all. You gotta really you gotta start dropping your bids uh, down a lot faster than you normally would. Then you gotta drop a lot. You gotta you gotta make sure you can defend your honor with as much as freaking possible when you're playing against Scorpion, because those honor tokens, not only does it, like, you know, prevent you from winning conflict, they will ding your honor every single time people go away. Now, it should be noticed, uh, for those who brought it up, because uh, this is a thing that's come up before, to the point where the Jagoku tournament almost, like, they banned her for a while, then unbanned her for a little bit, because she is so like useful versus uh scorpion or versus phoenix as people don't know she's uh she's a three cost two two one glory earth shigenja with an interrupt that you play from hand she's a conflict character yeah. uh when the effects of a spell uh event your opponent plays during a conflict phase would initiate put this character into play from your hand cancel those effects so this is the most you know Anti actually it was put in Disciples of the Void. So this is the Scorpion card that came in the Phoenix uh, clan pack. This is literally the anti Phoenix yeah. card. It's meant yeah. to be, and it, it works super well in that regard. Now it should be said that she doesn't actually get played because if you know she's in the deck, it's actually very easy to play around her since she only plays our counters uh, spells. In a conflict, it's mm-hmm. it's Shigenja are very easily able to play a lot of the spells they want to play, specifically since by five fires outside and display. No, not display. display she will. Display she, you she, have she'll to play display. display. She cancels. Yeah, she will. Yeah. She she's she's basically there to stop display. She's there to stop yeah. clarity of purpose. But it's very easy to play around here. That being said, especially if you're a newer player, and and I think Dan just uh kind of knows a player will start slotting in Kikyo just to troll a new Phoenix player. 
<laughs> it's not yeah, great. And, 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 and if, you're, if your local environment is three people, well, if you throw this in your deck and one of and one of your two other people that are playing is Phoenix, you've got at least a 50% chance of being able to be useful. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> I mean, here, here's, here's another thing that, um, that Shishiro Miyako, mm-hmm. it's like any, you know, non-unique character, dishonored non-unique characters. Phoenix runs a lot of non-unique characters. I think we run the most non-unique characters out of anyone. I think you might be right. There's certainly a lot of them. Because I mean, I'm thinking of the non the unique characters I have. I'm in my deck, and I could only name two, which is bizarre because I think the Phoenix like clan in lore and card wise actually have the most named we unique have five characters. Freaking elemental master and a champion. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, for people who don't know the lore, most clans have just a champion. The the Phoenix are very peculiar in that they have a champion, but that champion answers to the Elemental Council, which are five Shugenja of each mm-hmm. of the of the rings, and all of those have cards now. Yeah, no, no, no. The champion is totally in control, and the masters are just there to advise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally advise. Totally, yes, yeah. advise. But it, uh, but I, it, it, it should be noted that the all these uh, all of those shugenja are so disparate in their themes that they don't actually fit to the same deck together. So you only see one of them at most. Yeah, in any given yes. time. Um, Scorpion is also running this card called Goblin Sneak, which is a neutral card, but it steals fate from your pool and put it on Goblin Sneak. And it combos really well with Shoshiro Miyako. Not only did you just did did, did um did he just steal a fate from you, but now he gets to play one to dishonor a character and keep Miyako around for an extra turn. Mm. Uh it's um Scorpion is just a cavalcade of horrors. And don't think that your high glory will help you with censures and all that because Bayushi showed you he will just steal the fate he will just say the favor's gone. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is literally it's it, it's a hard win situation. I'm not saying I, that it's absolutely impossible to win against Scorpion, but it is a it, it's an uphill climb. And also I mean, they remember, also, yeah, they're they're also the clan right now with the most cancels on par or even greater than Crane. So even if you're trying to do enlightenment they have the most tools to stop the enlightenment chain yes they especially do. since they especially since as we said soju can take away your censure so you can't play the counter versus counter game with them yeah they and just they, win yeah they and they're getting another counter forged oh yeah yeah they dropped the edict and just kept the forged <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um yeah, I, i'm sorry players like yeah i i, I if this was before all the Phoenix cards got banned. I could at least come up with like a few cheeky ideas. Tadaka, like okay, this was a lot easier when we could play Master Gisei Toshi. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> if we have but, Master Gisei Toshi, this would be a much more even matchup. Yeah. Not not, not only of all of the archetypes, including the Busted Enlightenment deck, I can't mm-hmm. think of a single interaction where. Scorpion does not have the answer to whatever the Phoenix is trying to do. Nope. Um, my, I don't mean to sound defeatist, but I think if you are a new player and you're up against a Scorpion opponent, I think your best thing is just to concede and, and do something here, else for the next 20 minutes to enjoy your life. Here's what I would suggest you do. One thing is you got to know what they're playing because here's, here's one thing we've, we've know about the Scorpion deck. Hmm. Restricted list to restricted list to restricted list to ban list to restricted list. Mm-hmm. That freaking deck doesn't change, right? Yeah. 
I would if you're a, if you are a Phoenix player, what I would actually suggest you do is to drop the Phoenix deck for a month or two, and pick up a Scorpion deck. Learn that deck inside and out. Learn what makes that deck ticks, and then go back to Phoenix, and then you should have you should be in a better mental position to play against a Scorpion. Probably still won't win. Probably still won't yeah. win, but at least at <laughs> least you'll be you'll you'll have a fighting chance. I, I do think that like it feels so bad. It feels like so counterproductive. But I do think like not actually playing the matchup and picking up a scorpion deck will give you more valuable data if you want to understand the game as a greater whole. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, Phoenix will get some tools to deal with this matchup in the future. Yeah. But um, hey, you not... know what? It's our time. Come on. Mm-hmm. Lion got Lion won a world championship and then they got nerfed to the ground. Crane won a world championship, they got nerfed to the ground. Phoenix won a world championship. We're getting nerfed to the ground. You know, we'll just wait for Scorpion to win world championship and they'll get nerfed to the ground. Yeah, all, the, <laughs> all the Scorpion wins. They still yeah. can't win a freaking world, can they? <laughs> no, they've been they've been at the final Ooh. table twice. They haven't won worlds. So, so... So all we have to do is throw is to get everyone involved to throw the game so the scorpion wins. This is what you do. You get you you get your opponent to play Daniel cutting magistrate on themselves. <laughs> Daniel, you just um, what you just said was collusion, and wow. you said it in front of a judge. You're, you are banned from this tournament, Dan. Congratulations! <laughs> You're the only one to get banned from a tournament in 2020. <laughs> and he wasn't even at the tournament. <laughs> all right. Ooh, that that'd be yeah. yeah Got got to make sure that all three of us get banned from a tournament across the country that we can't attend physically, just to say that the last province was banned for some reason. <laughs> that would be uh, hilarious. Yes. Anyway, let's move back to this Scorpion. train wreck and to um, move on to something which I consider was probably the strongest matchup. That, uh, it, it is probably the most even matchup. <laughs> it's the unicorn. You think it's even? I think I think Phoenix have the advantage here. Phoenix actually does have a, a slight advantage. Unicorn's big thing is they want to try to... Um, what a unicorn strategy right now is if they're not towering, which is one of their big thing, is they're swarming, which try to get as many people into as many conflict as possible, or they're going to try to get to your stronghold as soon as possible. The thing is, Unicorn runs out of gas. Oh, yeah. Runs out of gas. Like, they can break three provinces, and if they had to spend half their decks to break all three provinces, they probably got nothing left for your stronghold. Yeah. The the advantage is not as matchup as, like, Scorpion versus Phoenix, but I think in every deck type that Unicorn is currently rocking versus every deck type that Phoenix is rocking, I think Phoenix mm-hmm. comes out ahead in almost every type. If this is the standard rushdown, we're going to buy a bunch of bodies and try to cavalry reserves. Hey, most of Phoenix decks have censure, and once you counter that cavalry reserves, the deck kind of falls apart. Um, yep. If you have a lot of glory, Unicorns don't have very good glory, so it's very easy to send them home or uh, just abuse their glory Stall numbers them. That's there. Stall um, they tend to uh, not all if, the characters are useful. So if you can just get a one or two cloud the minds to land on like whatever their big char- biggest character on the board is and stuff, you pretty oh. much shut down their whole deck at that point. Yeah, the one if, the one uh, person you probably absolutely should cloud is if you ever see them is Tetsuko. Absolutely. What are you saying, Dan? Uh, 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 I was going to say if you're playing a uh, Phoenix deck, which is uh, a pump your people up 
style, mm. uh, a, a force increase style. If the opponent is is playing with lots of people and they're running fire, beware, beware of unleash the gin. Yeah. Uh, as uh, all I gotta do is outnumber you, and all of a sudden everyone's force on all the people are the same, and well, you can't do anything about it at that point because it's set. Yep. Also remember, Shinjo ambushers have a th have a um, any problems that requires you to trigger it. Um, Shinjo ambusher will turn it off. Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You know they're running. I know they're running things like Ojik tactics, which is they they're trying to stand people up. And just remember, you could stand people up too. And also, like yep. a lot of their, the when we say that unicorn runs out of gas, that's also honor wise because yeah, uh, things like um, what is unleash the gin cost honor. Unleash the gin cost honor. What's the this what's the cavalry reserves? I'm um, sorry, not cavalry reserves. Um, 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 captive audience cost honor. Captive audience comes honor. Um, Bonsai kind of cost honor. Luck. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of eat their own honor, even if they have yurts. That's one of the reasons why they have yurts still, is to kind of bolster their own honor. So yeah. even if you're playing the the, the do nothing um, uh, dishonor deck, this is probably this is one of the easiest matchups to do that in. Yeah. So we so, ended on a high note. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up on a high note. I mean, unicorn is. It, I mean, hey, it's kind of fitting. Unicorn and Phoenix are going to be fighting their own little tiff. The the Phoenix Unicorn race war continues. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Take and that, you Make make sure and pacify those uh, those people that get those curved swords. You don't want them anywhere near you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So um, that's the uh, that's the unicorn. So uh, okay. So obviously we have been kind of crashing the Phoenix here for a bit because we, let's be honest. They're we are not, not trashing the Phoenix list. The ban list trashed the Phoenix list. <laughs> the ban list, you're right. And it left them with very, the very little to work with. It's unfortunate. Um, the ban list hit Kanjo District. It hit um, Phoenix Clan Pack, Tadaka, Master Gise Toshi, and Jirojin's Curse for some whatever reason. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, a, that's the <laughs> flip side of it. Like, I, I, I know, I, I know why the I know why the I, I, I wish the curse didn't do it. It, it, it. The, I mean, the curse was banned because the unfortunate interaction with shortening the phases. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it, yeah. It, so, if if you are a Phoenix player, I do not begrudge you for feeling a bit sour that there's nothing. You know, no one likes to win their clan is on the bottom, and you know, having all your toys taken away is a very Bad. But then look at that ban list, what and then tell me that they emerged. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was saying, look at the ban list and tell me like every single of those cards that got banned slash restricted doesn't deserve it tenfold. Like those cards should, yeah. Burn. Kanjo District deserved to burn in a fire. Yes, but um, look what emerged out of that. Out of all the the cards that you thought was absolute garbage, yeah. and this is this deck is literally cards that we uh, that i that me have personally said in a public setting absolute garbage you say a lot of things in a lot of places but yes <laughs> you, you mean you mean you mean like know the world yes <laughs> wholeness of the world <laughs> jay thought about a good point and stuff we'll talk about uh, uh wholeness of the world and some other cards like phoenix do have a lot of these cards and this issue is going to come up again because they have a lot of cards that are like air quotes trash but you look at it like this is garbage, but it's going to be used sooner or later in a very broken co uh, combo. Like, uh, what's that? Uh, stones card, the one that's like discard two cards, draw two cards. Yeah. 
Oracle yeah. of Stone. That was a, yeah. you know, I, I've called that card hot garbage. I mean, it is hot garbage. However, before this game dies, it will be used in a very broken combo deck. Mark my words. And it is. In a very, it's it's yeah. happening now. I, I, oh. I, I mean, I, across all different card games, I mean, it, it's it's always the 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 cards which are very narrowly focused they do something very well but they don't have a broad enough appeal to be included in, in most decks and then when a certain triggering condition happens they become stupid yeah. uh i mean uh, it, you can look at all sorts of combo decks or all across magic's history just to see that it's just like one of these cards is like i didn't think that was okay that's stupid now yeah uh, yeah, so, Phoenix has always, even in the old game, has always had a theme of like, let me search for my good spell as kind of like a general blank statement, mm-hmm. and it's always kind of you've been used to be abused in a horrible manner. Oh, good. In the old God, game, yeah. in this game, yeah. So the Enlightenment deck, it's basically your the, the general idea is you want to prevent um, as much break as possible because you're trying to buy as much time as possible. You're probably not going to be attacking much. You're probably not going to be attacking much of anything. Uh, you're probably not even defending much of anything. Um, but you are using display of power. You're using uh, things like forgotten library, and you're using ca- two cards in particular called wholeness of the world and know the world. Now, know the world is a card that came out of core. It costs one fate, and it says basically. Uh, Switch a ring in your claimed ring pool with an unclaimed ring and gain all the fate in that ring. Retain the ring's conflict type, so military or political. It stays a military ring or a political ring, but you could switch the ring. And there's another card called Wholeness of the World, which says um, it's a zero-cost card. Interrupt. When a ring in your claimed ring pool would be returned to the unclaimed ring pool, it remains claimed instead. So, a max once per round. So, uh, to explain this whole interaction, rings come in one of three states, right? Claimed, unclaimed, uh, claimed, unclaimed, or contested. Okay. Okay. So, a a ring that you're using to declare a conflict with, that's contested. A ring that you won, that's claimed. And th- and then then the last the rest are in the unclaimed ring pool, right? Mm. So with wholeness of the with know the world says switch a ring, and that and the switch happens simultaneously. The ring goes back, and the other ring goes into your ring pool. But wholeness of the world says it's an interrupt, and this is where it's important. It's not a reaction; it's an interrupt. Wholeness of the world says interrupt. When the, so when that ring so when the ring goes into your ring pool and the ring in your ring pool goes back it happens at the same time, mm. the ring in your ring pool actually stays with wholeness of the world while the other one goes into your ring pool. Hmm. That's how that combo works. Okay. Okay. Sounds dumb, but okay. <laughs> it is absolute. Oh my god, it's super stupid and dumb. But it's actually yeah. it's it's the way the game works, and you can't really. You can't change switch without changing so many other things in this game. Like yeah. it, the the word switch will affect other cards in this game. Uh, cards like um, Master of Swift Waves. So okay. it is a dumb combo. That's how it works. I don't. Uh, the only easy way to fix it I can see is to restrict the card enlightenment because if enlightenment's restricted, well, 
uh, it, it, a restriction wouldn't help because at, at least in this one particular deck, there are no restricted cards. Isn't uh, uh, you have to restrict? Shrine? No, no, it got it got, it got list. Mm, it did. No. Yeah. Went to Daka, you got banned. To, right. What you have to do is you have to restrict two of the combo. Yeah. Cards. So, uh, Secular Shrine. Sorry, you're going back on restricted list. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah, hard. yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah, I mean, you get out of you go into jail for no, crimes that aren't your fault, but you get you get corrupted yeah. on the inside. Now, now you're just yeah. a, it's a revolving door. Yeah, secluded shrine. I, I I count as having this ring for all purposes, including enlightenment, including enlightenment, uh, including um, Psalm Scholar, Prodigy of the Waves. Not that you're running Prodigy of the Waves yeah. or Psalm Scholar in this deck. Oh, you are, you are running Psalm Scholar in this deck. Yep, uh, and it's like wow. Um, there, there's so much consistency. Our foe does not wait. Let's just pass and put a shrine somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's rebuild a shrine here. It doesn't matter if it goes away at the end of the turn. We'll just we just need this turn to win, yeah, right? We just need this turn to win. Uh, Timing though is uh, is pretty important because secluded shrine yeah. says uh, it can only be triggered. Um, at the beginning of the con when the conflict phase begins, so if you rebuild it, yep. you know after the conflict phase starts, then, and remember, you can only rebuild on an unbroken province, right? So there's also that to keep in mind. Ah, but so. that is the Enlightenment deck. It's broken. It's busted. It's crazy in every single way. You play Enlightenment to resolve all five ring effects, and you win because Secluded Shrine says you have that, those rings in your claimed mm. ring pool. And Lightman says resolve all claim ring all rings in your claim ring pool, and if you resolve all yeah, five, I, you win. It's a it's a weird. So, so you would need to get so you need to get one ring, uh, and then you swap it and you keep the second one, and then you get the three shrines, or you have two shrines and you swap it twice and you keep it twice, mm -hmm. um, uh, or you get you know they attack they break a province you get a ring there and then you get you just swap it and get another ring and a couple of shrines and there there's a there's, few ways to do it it looks like but it, i guess the con the most consistent way is to have all three shrines right yeah basically um this shuts down a lot of other people's path to victory because a lot of other people's path to victory is to break your provinces mm. now i i will say that that on a historical note uh, this follows every consistent Lightman deck and being stupidly broken in a weird way because that's the only way, only way Lightman has ever historically ever worked. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of like, as a as, as someone who loved the old game, like I like the idea that this Enlightenment card exists. And you look at it and you realize like there's no way like this is never never not going to be a jank victory. Either it's going to be a totally busted thing that happens, or it's going to be this weird little corner yep. case thing that happens every like once in a blue moon. You know, um, hard for me to hate the game just out of love of like the nature of the game or the history of the game. I should say. I uh, honestly, I, I'm having a hard time hating this deck. I, I I understand that this is a completely busted ass deck and it should not exist, but I'm having a very, very hard time. You know, um, trying to. Uh, trying to hate this deck i will i mean i'm i'm, I'm me so i love it just the fact it's stupid <laughs> i will say it does highlight a problem that we we're talking about last week we we're doing our uh our walk down memory lane of this version of the game does have a problem of some decks will present problems that it's not difficult for other clans to solve it is impossible they do not have the tools to interrupt things that are happening to them and, it, and that is the problem that feels 
really bad. You know, I'm no one has a problem. Well, no reasonable person has a problem having you know some matchups being just just hard for everybody or um, hard versus my particular deck match type. Mm-hmm. But when you have like a complete lack of options to actually deal with it, then the question is, what's the point? What are we doing here? You know. Right. I might as well just pick up my like we sit down at the tournament. I see what you're doing. I just pick up my cards, concede, and just like go enjoy myself for the next thirty minutes. I wasn't gonna win anyway. Now I just I just lose slightly less frustrated. You know, I got I, right. I was at Worlds. I got some poutine. Yeah, I again, this deck is not completely unbeatable. There are definitely ways around it. Yeah, Scorpion, as we just said, Scorpion, we'll as we mentioned, a single I, cancel at the right time will definitely shut this deck down. Yeah. Uh, a crane winning the the cancel wars can do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shutting that, taking uh, away but, display of power. Yeah. Right. But if so, so, if if you have to win by attacking, and you don't have cancels, and you can't throw enough stuff at them to prevent one or two provinces being broken at the correct time frame, though, if this has got the pieces, it'll it'll fire. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's just a lot of safeguards in this deck. Like it's got winning hostilities, trick of the light, trick of the light. In case you don't know, it's um, it's the uh, it's the temporary cloud of the mind that mm. doesn't cost any fate. Yeah, yeah. like solemn have... scholars and lost papers. Oh, yeah. Like I have no idea how crab beats this deck because they don't have the tools to interrupt almost anything of this. Anyway, so that's the Enlightenment like, deck. Um, so most other Phoenix deck are hot garbage at the moment, except for the Enlightenment deck, which is yeah. Tier 1. And um, I, I would be remiss to if I don't mention that, you know, this is two months before Gen Con, and once again this year, the Cancer deck is a Phoenix deck. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I guess the Bird deck, which was the Cancer deck of last yes. year, is not, mm-hmm. is not nearly as in high standing because the... Who knows? This is uh, this 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 enlightenment deck is a really big cancel because the thing is that, there is you the only way you can win against the deck is to not play against the deck. So so here's a question for you two then. Uh, with this being in the environment, let's let's say that Gen Con were to happen and we were to have a master tournament. Uh, with this in the environment, would you rather? Meta your weight for this, knowing that it's going to be bandwagon, but have your deck uh, less effective against everything else, or ignore it, uh, meta your deck properly against the rest of the field, and hope you don't run across them. That is a very good question, Dan. Here's, um, I'm going to answer it with this. Not this is this deck, you can definitely win with it, but you actually need to know how to win with it. It's not, it's 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 not okay. Um, I'm gonna. Put this and no, um, and no disparaging to any unicorn players, but this is not the brainless unicorn power deck that we had in December. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You actually need to know when to display. You actually need to know the turn order, and you need to know your timing very well. Like a new player cannot pick yeah. up this deck and win with it. The the the. So anytime this game always has. I don't want to say bandwagon players, but people are like looking what the strong archetype are, but they don't have the ability to take it to that high level like what exactly. other do. I see, I see this with uh, Scorpion a lot because they have very strong cards, mm-hmm. but because there's so many people playing Scorpion 
uh, only about half those players actually really know how to get their true worth out of it. Uh, the Dragon deck that was doing really good a couple years ago was an extremely powerful deck, very fragile, very hard to actually pilot. And if you don't know what you're doing, it would actually crash and burn quite easily. So oh, what yeah. Stan asking is like, so if we're going through like the general Swiss rounds, you know, you're probably going to run across X amount of Enlightenment decks. And I bet you over half of them will screw it up. And it could be like a uh, a fairly okay-ish, if not easy, matchup. And you, and you're going to walk away and feel like, oh, I, I got some uh, Enlightenment. I could beat that. I feel good, you know. But then you get to like the higher levels and then like someone who knows how to do the Enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there like, I can't do anything. So... If I'm a player and I'm aiming for the top, I want to make it into the cut. I want to try to make it as high as I can go. I, you know, generally you want to aim to get into the top eight cut, you know. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to that point, it's kind of a no man's land. It's mostly luck based on who gets there if you're good enough to get to that level. Yeah. Um, you will absolutely need to recognize that this is a major issue in the meta. And if you do not tune your deck to deal with this, then you're basically saying I have no actual, you know, intention on winning and stuff. There are sometimes, like I've had this issue, especially in the older game, where sometimes the best, like I've got a stack, uh, it's the best that I can create right now. And, you know, there's one deck that will defeat it. I'm going to do the best I can to meta it. But if there's like two or more, you have to like just, meta against one and just kind of hope and pray you don't see the other one because you can only take the meta game so far you can only take you know build your deck against cancels against so many archetypes before your deck's just not doing anything anymore and stuff right um this one is something unless your deck is like because you you have to, to balance this against this deck and probably whatever scorpion's going to be doing at gen count if we did gen count this year that would be the two things if you could meta against both of them great if you had to choose one or the other I'd, I'd probably I'd better get Scorpion because you're going to see it more often and kind of hope and pray you don't see the Phoenix. But no, when you see the Phoenix Enlightenment, you're you're done. <laughs> you're you're right. It's over. I I I I will say that um one of one of the things that 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 I don't worry about because I don't consider myself a a consistent enough player. Um, I will generally design my decks with no meta in mind whatsoever because I would rather try and perfect my own game than I would try and counter someone else's before I even get to that point. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I would rather because it's like I don't play enough to be able to play my own deck consistently enough to even know when, when a, a meta would be a good choice for me. So it's like eh, I'll play what I can and I'll get as far as I can go. And maybe if I, maybe if I played a lot more as opposed to you know once a week or once every two weeks, maybe at, at that point I start looking at it more, but you know, that, that, here's that the other thing about this deck. Okay. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be very frank and honest about this. Um, it's not fun to play. It is not fun to play. You've got to keep so many things in your head. Like you got to keep, because it's the timings got to be mm. freaking precise yeah. with this deck. Like I, I remember I lost a game because I forgot that uh, secluded shrine only says until the end of the phase, <laughs> and I wait until the end of the phase so I can get the favor, so I couldn't get so my combo couldn't get countered. Except I didn't have the air ring anymore. <laughs> I, 
I will say fun piloting a deck is subjective because take classic uh, crab what they used to do, which is a very like very very slow deck. Um, many people and it's very easy, but it's also very like you you test the game is not versus your opponent; it's against your own patience over the course of a tournament. Um, I've seen a lot of people say like, "Oh, I see the deck; it's very powerful, but it bores me to tears, so I'll never play it and stuff." Yeah. So that could be say it's an unfun deck. However. You know, Max Williams says, I love this deck. <laughs> and he loves I, that play I, I, style. I love decks like this personally because I like... So I'm, I'm the type of player when I play Magic, I'm playing the, the complicated combo decks because I like to see the interactions of all the different pieces go together in the correct way. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, it's it's. I'd rather I'd rather have I'd rather play a deck that requires me to, to play five cards to win rather than hit someone with a fireball three times. Yeah. So, but that's me. Uh, it's it's also why one of my favorite decks is the infinite combo deck that everyone hated back in the day because it was oh, janky boy. and stupid, and it was fun to figure out how to put it together on the spot. Yeah. I hate infinite combos. Hard, hard, hard <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, something Dad, something you, you had brought up uh, a moment ago. We kind of walked over it uh, about how you want to dedicate your just to your play style. Um, it's something that you. It, that in a nutshell is the the difference between what's called an American style deck and a European style deck. Have you heard these terms before? Are you familiar with the concept? I haven't. So, in 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 popular parlance of the card games, American style is I've got my game plan and all my cards in my deck are to try to do my game plan as hard and as fast as humanly possible before anyone else can stop me. Um, European style is I've got a general game plan, but I'm also going to pay attention to the entire rest of the meta. And most of my deck is actually just building up tools to shut down everything else in the meta so I can push my thing forward. Um, and, you know, I think people will often say, like, the European style tends to do better, you know, in that regard. Because your deck, like, your American style deck, like, here's my thing, like, whether it's, like, an honor rocket or a blitz rush or, you know, I'm just going to get the biggest tower and just do whatever I want with it and stuff. It'll do great up into a point until you run across that guy who's got that counter who can t shut you down in, like, one or two cards. Right. And then things get really bad for you really fast. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's always been the case. No. But anyway, You're saying, other than that, um, that's right. about it. Yeah, I think that we've, uh, uh, we've covered everything. Um, and I think we've covered a lot more than what we normally would. But be, uh, but I think we needed to really address the Enlightenment deck because it's such a big thing in the meta right now. It's an unusual episode because we've actually talked relatively little about the decks because of the weird position Phoenix is in. Mm -hmm. And more theoretically uh, philosophizing what is good really right now with phoenix is a lot of theory crafting look yeah when mm -hmm. when when we're not kidding when um phoenix he that's the adventurer that took the arrow to the knee in skyrim oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> not you don't like that one either <laughs> I, I used to have a good deck and then i took an arrow to the knee i used to have a good deck then tadaka got banned <laughs> <laughs> I took a, took a if it was only Tadaka, if it, if if it was only Tadaka, 
then that would be one thing. But it was Tadaka, it was Kajo District, it was Master Gisitoshi, it was Embrace the Void. It was just a lot of things. I mean, literally, Phoenix took a really big hit in December. Yeah. So, yeah. and um, we managed to hold on. I don't. I, actually, I wouldn't say we're bottom tier. I wouldn't say we're completely bottom tier. Um, but I'd say we are struggling, but, you know, the Enlightenment deck, it's, it's there. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it, uh, I, so if you're going to, uh, at this point, I would say, if you're going to see Phoenix in high tier play, it is either going to be in the Enlightenment deck or someone who's really freaking good. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's, that's the book on Phoenix, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they wrote in the Black Scrolls. <laughs> yes, that's the scroll in uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Dan, give us some shout outs. Tell people where the people can find you and tell us who you who you want to cast a, a light on right now. So uh, if you wish to hear about The Last Province, uh, our podcast focuses on Elfavar lore. And we joke about competitive play, but maybe this time is more like competitive role play. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, we, uh, uh, but yeah, we, 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 we are heavily into the role playing side and the lore side of the game. Uh, we are currently doing a series on, uh, discussing how, uh, recommendations on playing characters from each of the different clans. Um, just after I get done with this recording, I'll be finishing our recording on, um, so the recent fictions, uh, and also, uh, discussing our characters that we built for the Scorpion clan. Oh, you guys already did Phoenix? So, uh, uh, we're, we're, we we are doing it in the order. Oh, that's that the, right. You're not doing yeah, it now. Yeah, the order of the tournaments. Yeah, we're doing the order of the tournaments. The or, because apparently in Rokugan, when you have a tournament, every person only wins once, and whoever's the highest seed wins automatically because he he came into the into the tournament. Yeah, last. seriously. It, it's so yeah. weird. <laughs> I mean, if, if if only some person who is heavily knowledgeable about dueling could come in and talk about how a series of one on one <laughs> duels would work. <laughs> But you can you can go to thelastprovince.com or facebook.com slash thelastprovince. Uh, we, we, we distribute on most of the big platforms, uh, uh, Google, uh, uh, Google uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, direct RSS feed, etc. Um, I do a tiny Let's Play channel on YouTube uh, if you want to see what I'm doing. And that's just at uh, youtube.com slash Daniel, a.k.a. Um, or DanielAKA.com will take you there. Um, uh, be, haven't done videos for the past few, uh, past couple of weeks here, but uh, at the m most recently I've been doing some stuff with Minecraft, and I might, I've been thinking about uh, starting up a new channel and uh, uh, in, the, in the near future, so we'll see how that turns out. Cool, so cool, cool. That's, that's, that's me. That's it. The, the last province is interesting. Other than, like, uh, you are, I would have to say, probably the premier lore uh, podcast in the L5R community and our sister podcast. Like for us here at Card Games LCG, let's be honest, there's like dozens of LCG podcasts. We're uh -huh. just kind of like one in a, a million over here and stuff. You guys are the premier lore people. Our sister podcast, Court Games RPG, is the premier RPG podcast. And you guys kind of overlap in weird, interesting ways. And I enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will say that uh, when I started the podcast originally, half of it, half of the reasoning for it was because Bobby is in our play group. So I'm like, hey, Bobby, you're you're a uh, fiction writer for L5R. You want to do a podcast? Uh, and that's pretty much where we started. 
<laughs> nice. Le- lean on Bobby. The, the the community knows Bobby because he writes a lot of fiction and he's written stuff for old Five R and he continues the new Five R and and uh, and go from there. Yeah. Which which me and you both know by this point is it, it's surprisingly hard to get him to do things because he's convinced that no one wants to hear from him when all everyone wants to do is hear from yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. But you, uh. you have to get you have to get him really liquored up which is why he's drunk all the time with the podcast. <laughs> and then you have to basically go over and set up his computer for him because he doesn't know how to computer too good. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I mean, he, he, he is an Apple user, so. I mean, I recorded this. I recorded it on, a, uh, on an Apple. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't remember when we were trying to do that stream on uh, Tabletop Simulator. Hey, that's that's TTS's problem. And you know, it's no longer my problem because TTS is no more. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. All right, well, I guess that is it. So, Trevor, why don't you take us out? Well, as I was just talking about, give a huge shout-out to our sister podcast, the R- uh, Court Games RPG Podcast, as well as our two new other uh, podcasts in our new Court Games network, uh, Fortune and Strife, and was the other one? Crimson, Crimson Gold, Gold Agonies. Agonies. Yeah, Did you say Agonies? Agonies. <laughs> Agonies. Uh, which have starting this week, their episodes are up on uh, places where podcasts are available, and I can also check it out on our Patreon. We should go and uh, go and patron, patron, yeah, give us money. <laughs> uh, Patreon goes to fund uh, these podcasts, uh, the Discord, the website, and all the other stuff that uh, Seabass does mm-hmm. to keep the community going. Uh, speaking of Patreons, uh, give a shout out to some of our newer Patreons. Uh, or actually, these ones uh, signed up a little bit ago uh, Mark Zeman, Tiff, and Philippe Aitona. Oh, we're getting to the part where people have names I can't pronounce. Oh. Aitona? Aitona? Um, I apologize for destroying your name, but thank you for your patronage. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. We do appreciate uh, everything that you give us. <laughs> All right. Uh, so if nothing else, uh, which judge are you going to shout out this week, Trevor? I'm going to shout out me because I know about dueling and that will give me a platform to rant about <laughs> dueling for three to four hours. <laughs> Yeah, Dan, because, <laughs> I, 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 I I will I will put the uh, I will put that up on the docket against Bobby again, and we and we will see how the how the emperor rules from on high. The emperor you, rules from on high. <laughs> You've told me that before. You broke my heart. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for the court games, Elsie uh, podcast. My name is Zar Agus. I'm Trevor Cuba, and have a great week, everybody. Walk with the fortunes. Mm-hmm.